Okay, so today I face um, half a dozen questions or so. These are um, very deep questions, but quite general, meaning um, general case questions of human life, earth life, um, possible futures that we may be facing, uh, very much associated with uh, what may be called negativity of humanity or New World Order or the future that's planned that uh, we see taking shape somewhat around us. And I'm going to read one at a time. There are seven questions, and I may not get into be able to get to all of them in, in an hour, but we'll go one by one. And obviously many people will have many answers, <laughs> and anything I say as giving some answer or my commentary or my view is just my personal view and uh, inevitably incomplete and inevitably introductory and shallow to some degree because there's there are countless dynamics in play that um, I'm not aware of as the case for all of us and speaking you know talking about the tree in front of me uh, I'm not talking about the wall behind me and so people may say well what about the wall behind you well I'm <laughs> let me talk about one thing at a time so uh, with that proviso uh, the first question is why do you think there's so much chaos nowadays all around the world and so then again we're getting into well <clears throat> what chaos where uh, clearly there are some people who feel very well in their lives they don't feel chaos uh, other people um, live in very uh, very pleasurable, luxurious material conditions and feel pro profound chaos in their mind. There's the view of um, what the mainstream media presents us with, uh, which is <laughs> a lot of apparent chaos, such as um, international conflict, like between West and East, or within any nation politically. Uh, there's uh, great disorder, obviously, or um, conflict in the totality of uh, the social arena. Uh, there are quiet and peaceful towns, right? There are farming villages and fishing communities uh, where they don't feel any chaos. Uh, but if we're talking about national politics or talking about uh, ideological struggles, meaning uh, liberal versus conservative, or gender issues, or minority uh, diversity issues. Uh, there's lots of conflict. Now, some people will say, that's not chaos, that's just conflict. Okay, so uh, particularly, I think, the chaos of um, socio-political, national, international uh, social conditions, political conditions, economic conditions, and of course there are earth changes, which are not chaos, but there are certainly uh, lots of anomalies, uh, you know, with what appears to be increasing uh, geological instability and animal die-offs and sinkholes and crazy noises in the sky and um, solar or at least atmospheric conditions that are uh, unusual cloud formations, that's not chaos, but you could say it's uh, anomalous, anomaly, and upsetting. Uh, the main chaos is actually in the interpersonal or the yellow ray uh, of social organization, social uh, collective affairs. And a friend of mine always uh, reminds me of what he remembers as a Hopi prophecy or a Hopi saying or something, saying, in the end times, don't look outside your window. And I think the idea there is um, tend your own garden because um, affairs of the collective or conditions in the collective will be increasingly disordered, conflicted, and chaotic. Uh, as um, humanity reaches um, a singularity, or dimensional shift. I mean, that's really the main event now, it seems to me, 
which is um, the termination of the third density cycle of evolution or civilization of Earth humanity on this planet. And so I think that ultimately it's um, certainly an individual may bring themselves out of conflict and chaos by self-understanding and healing. Uh, but it's probably, it doesn't seem to be happening very well at the collective, in the social, uh, across the board, every nation, in all different areas of uh, social life. And I think that's because, I mean, obviously there's the, the negatively oriented leadership, or leadership being significantly negatively oriented. Um, order out of chaos, order ab kao, is uh, their way, like the Hegelian dialectic, you know, problem, reaction, solution. Um, the negative, those on the negative path or those that are seeking power and control or seeking greater control um, and power over other and in many ways lead all the institutions of, of all societies to a large extent uh, progress by uh, continual conflict making the, gener the deliberate generation of conflict in the interpersonal or in the social particularly uh, as a means of destabilizing current order so that they can remake it uh, to a new order whether it's just the, their, you know, their position in a company uh, or relations between nations uh, to uh, change the status quo in their favor so they end up with more power and control and so conflict or opposition uh, is necessary for that because uh, peace and stability doesn't lead to increasing um, power um, power relations or the uh, change of the the power uh, allocation in any system, any collective system like a company or a nation or uh, educate you know the, the uh, academic and ideological conflict. Uh, they have to make conflict or some degree of chaos to uh, establish a new order in their favor where they have more power. That's just the way of the negative path. And so with the negative <clears throat> uh, agenda being full push now before uh, the 3D cycle ends or the curtain closes, it seems to me, um, more conflict, more chaos, more disorder... Uh, would be the order of the day would be necessary um, before they don't have this opportunity before the opportunity is gone and <clears throat> uh, to a large extent so so to one of the reasons for so much chaos nowadays or conflict and um, uh, strife is the um, the necessary final moves of service to self individuals and groups and leadership before this before they don't have this opportunity before the opportunity is gone <clears throat> you know before it's not available to them and that's uh, ultimately going to be a product of uh, the logoic mix of souls the orientation orientational mix of souls on planet earth meaning you have some people some souls who really it seems to me they really do come from mars and maldek or they really are uh, negatively oriented and um, that was allowed by the Logos um, as the uh, mix of souls uh, given to this 3D cycle on this planet. Secondly, you have the influence of the green ray on humanity, which is significantly uh, distorted in the lower triad. And Ra talked about a significant drop down from yellow to orange, in which you have a lot of people who <clears throat> have checked out of um, the social and gone back to the personal individual uh, exclusively or reject social engagement in a polarized way, meaning they're seeking their own pleasure or well-being or uh, advancement, um, but not, not to the extent that they're negatively oriented, uh, and not to the extent that they're seeking the benefit benefit for all and me too, neither positive nor negative in, in formal orientation, but more um, like the traditional meaning of the word idiot. Idiot meaning idios, 
or self-oriented person, self-focused or self-centered, very much at mind-body levels and disregarding the social, uh, or not activating yellow and moving to fourth-dimensional fourth in a polarized way. And so you have a lot of people who, by that, by, by an orange ray focus or a self-preoccupation, uh, in, not in a negative way, but in a very limited thinking way or mainly feeling, uh, who are rejecting green ray. Then you have the people who are <clears throat> uh, negatively oriented, who are working hard in society to gain more power or control. They also reject green ray um, and mainly are working with the uh, blue or um, with, with speech and calculation. Uh, but humanity as a whole is significantly rejecting <laughs> of green ray. And in an increasingly green ray planetary uh, energy field where the planet Rosset is already in green ray but uh, f suffers a lot of conflict uh, because of the rejection of that by many people and humanity's uh, focus in orange, uh, that inevitably leads to a lot of conflict or friction. The uh, unwillingness to, for people to um, search their heart or know themselves deeply or um, examine their own values deeply, right? The unexamined life. And so that rejection of green ray, however it happens, uh, also leads to a lot of conflict. And, and I think that these will just continue until dimensional shift. And I don't expect any kind of um, utopian reformation of society uh, before dimensional shift. And, you know, while, while the purpose of third density is to learn the ways of love, there are very, very few people who consciously could accept that who could consciously say, yes, I think I'd like to learn the ways of love, whatever that means, or the ways of acceptance or an understanding. And so the rejection of Green Ray leads to all sorts of conflict, inner and outer, in people's minds and relationships and society and groups and nations. And, that, and that's just going to keep going. And so it may not be chaos, uh, but it's surely a lot of conflict and um, it's, it was long predicted. I mean, every religious tradition that has some eschatological, eschatological view, meaning end times philosophy, uh, understood that it would be um, a, a chaotic, um, disrupted, um, unpleasant or difficult transition time out of this uh, phase of evolution to the next. Second question. How to discern truth versus false when it comes to official alien disclosure. And um, this, you know, ultimately comes back to the principle of discernment in general. And I've talked about this on many talks, and uh, read it again, listen again. Uh, how, to, how to develop discernment? <laughs> well, Gautama said, uh, going to the wise and the worthy... Uh, consistently asking what's for my own long-term welfare and benefit, uh, acknowledging that there are some people who are wiser than me, acknowledging there are some people who are more virtuous than me, acknowledging that there are some people or traditions or texts uh, that have wisdom and um, can offer things, offer guidance to me that I don't know because I can't do it myself. Um, that, quote, humility or that perspective is really important uh, that makes us uh, receptive. It's a form of seeking uh, based in uh, a genuine realistic assessment that um, I got a lot to learn. And some people know some things better than me. And that may be texts. And it may be 2,000 years old or it may be anyone, in fact. But... Uh, that doesn't mean that everyone has um, a perspective of wisdom that can help us. But anyone can. I mean, the, the guy down the street and the, the clerk, the chip, you know, the, the checkout counter clerk, sure, maybe. But that attitude of seeking wisdom, uh, seeking learning, to keep, you know, seeking truth and what's helpful and real and important, 
it's true and important. Uh, that perspective is critical in the development of discernment. And uh, <clears throat> that requires a lot of self-trust. So when we look at disclosure, uh, certainly one preparation for discernment is uh, study. <laughs> Read a lot, you know. Um, if one has read the raw material deeply, one has a particular understanding of uh, metaphysical polarity, morality, positive, negative, service to other, service to self, uh, the way of love and unity, the way of control and domination. Uh, one has some sense of what the two paths are and those different polarized tendencies within the self and the nature of the uh, morality of the speaker the speaker of any teaching, the speaker of official alien disclosure as well. And just because the guy <clears throat> uh, seems to be nice doesn't mean his metaphysics is, uh, is so deep. Just because somebody is quoting the raw material doesn't mean it's an accurate quote. Just because somebody thinks they understand something doesn't mean they do. Uh, just because we think we understand something doesn't mean we do. So we need to be um, careful. Uh, and not uh, accept what's given because it's given by some authority. You know, human authorities are notorious liars and serve as the self. So, meanwhile, they may know some things that are true. So, it comes back to the commitment that each individual has uh, to not be fooled, <laughs> to not um, follow the delu deluding ways of others, as Lin Chi said. And so, study of UFO literature study of uh, metaphysics um, and a very careful mind that um, acknowledges um, that that there are levels of truth as well and so <clears throat> to say all is one the law of one uh, is a statement of fact from a particular perspective uh, observing reality or, or life or phenomena. But if you say uh, all is one, therefore uh, me and you are absolutely the same, that's mistaken. And so there are two sides to the coin. There is a head and a tail, but um, it is one single coin, but there is a difference between a head and a tail. And so um, <clears throat> What does that mean? It, it means that um, we should acknowledge, or it be it's wisdom, to acknowledge uh, levels of truth from different perspectives, uh, and that sometimes when we hear something that contradicts what we believe we know, uh, it's because um, there can be multiple reasons <laughs> for that apparent sense of contradiction. Uh, to say that I'm here and you're there is a statement uh, of apparent duality from physical, you know, visual perception. I see me here, or I'm attributing subjectivity to this sense of body here called me, and I'm attributing otherness to you over there because I see you, and you obviously are not, you know, directed by my mind. Uh, all the other, on the other hand, you're occurring in my mind. Uh, acknowledging relative and absolute, sometimes what we hear uh, is simply a different level of the same truth or uh, is a different level of truth. Sometimes what we hear comes from a mistaken view <laughs> of the other. Sometimes the other is uh, deliberately malicious, deceptive. Sometimes the other is um, innocently mistaken. Uh, one can discern the difference. So when it comes to some of the details of official disclosure, uh, for myself, um, I don't expect proven liars to be speaking truth. I don't expect people who are deep in technology to know metaphysics. I don't expect people who have not done spiritual practice to understand spiritual path. I don't expect people who are not familiar with East-West metaphysics to understand um, what uh, you know, a Buddhist um, cosmology uh, of multiple dimensions or the raw material if they haven't read it 
And even if they say, oh yeah, uh, the blue avians are raw, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'll have to look at what's the basis of that. And so <clears throat> you have to be willing to stand alone. You have to be willing to say, well, you seem like a nice guy, but I think you're mistaken. Uh, and, you know, uh, we can agree to disagree. But those that um, are involved in uh, military technology and um, power relations and are enjoying the fruits of power and have dominance um, are generally not committed to honesty. <laughs> it's not the way of gaining further power. And the ways <clears throat> that uh, the way of military activity is, uh, as far as I know, not what the Confederation will be supporting. So there are all sorts of sources that are coming out now about disclosure and are being patched together by various sincere people, goodly people, who are trying to understand secret space program and what's going on. That, to me, um, involves um, metaphysical contradiction. Like, <clears throat> the, uh, like there's one, one source talking about the, the Nordics are good, but they work with the reptilians who are bad. They are assisting the U.S. in space technology, what? Military weaponry in space? Or going to other planets for what? So the good, the good ETs are working with the good, e, the good space program people to fight the bad ETs uh, <clears throat> by military weaponry? Oh, so the Confederation is supporting the the technology transfers for military weaponry because they want to help humanity defeat the evil reptilians? Aha. Uh -huh. So it doesn't seem to me that the um, Confederation does that. So then any um, claim disclosure based on the idea that these are the good guys who are helping us with military technology against those are the bad guys, those are the guys, that seems uh, woefully mistaken to me. And... Um, that doesn't mean anybody is uh, deliberately lying, although some may. <laughs> there are deliberate liars, you know. They're paid. And so, uh, you got to trust yourself, <clears throat> but you got to uh, have some deeper basis from study and reflection. Uh, and I think, you know, <laughs> higher dimensions... Um, uh, exist within a scheme the, the, the purpose of you know the, the metaphysical teleology teleology meaning the philosophy of the ends or objectives or purposes what is the purpose of creation you got to think about that <laughs> why are higher dimensions even existing um, are there really two paths and who do you really trust so <laughs> it's a matter of knowing who to trust <clears throat> and people that are not trustworthy uh, because they've proven themselves liars or militarists or um, uh, shallow or uh, unwilling to uh, acknowledge their limitations, um, I think are not honest brokers and um, can't give us uh, official truth, the oxymoron of official truth. Uh, there's official statement, but is it truth? <clears throat> in the end, um, everybody's going to be on their own. And uh, the degree of one's will to not be deceived is important. Um, I apply my will and, and strongly am committed to not being deceived. If you have that perspective and don't <clears throat> become a fanatic in some way, uh, keep your heart open knowing that truth can be anywhere and uh, there are levels of truth sometimes it appears to be contradictory but we're just talking different levels yes all is one and yes you you and i are not identical but in all is one or absolute view or um in the metaphysical reality seen from higher self yeah we are one but <laughs> there are also people deceiving <clears throat> so if you can try to put all that together uh, you'll be able to have some basis for discernment. But don't be a dogmatist. Don't be stubborn. Don't assume that what you think is the final conclusion. Uh, it's all a work in progress. 
don't assume you have a final understanding. <laughs> assume that you're learning too, like we all are. And um, <clears throat> but it just seems to me that any any statement of um, cosmic life coming from people who are involved in militarism, power, war, secret budgets, secret plans, secret doings, <clears throat> underground base, off-planned base, and all that. They can't be uh, honest brokers. <laughs> they have an agenda. They have so much to lose. They're so committed to the materialist aggrandizement that um, I don't think that they really um, have any commitment to, um, to impartial truth about anything. They, they have a, they have a, a profound self-interest and much to lose. And so I don't expect any truth from official alien disclosure at all. I just expect that to be uh, <clears throat> amped up disinformation and complexity. Um, more fake news, but very carefully crafted so that there'll be elements of truth and elements of falsehood. Uh, but ultimately, look at what they'll be asking, because it's the, the purpose of speaking for those on the negative is to compel action and compelling action means your action your compliance uh, and uh, they're not interested in alternative viewpoints and they're not really interested in dialogue they're making pronouncements that you need to uh, accept or or sign on to from their in their view that's their agenda so then number three <clears throat> uh, how can we help people without overwhelming or scaring them? Principles of helping others with discernment. And again, we're back to discernment, which is critical. Uh, helping people without overwhelming or scaring first means um, <laughs> knowing our own motives. Uh, do I really want to help people? Or, uh, and to what or yes, I do. To what degree do I have uh, a dog in the fight? Meaning I have self-interest meaning I want something back here. It's not unconditional. It's not universal love. It's uh, conditional and, and uh, to some degree uh, involving some personal, uh, a hope of some kind of return to me, meaning uh, that you're going to look up to me or that you're going to listen to me or that you're going to do what I say or you're going to help yourself. Well, <laughs> there are all sorts of there's all sorts of levels of self-interest involved in our quote helping others, and those need to be seen. Uh, meanwhile, there's no problem if if we know our motives, and they are um, you know balanced in love wisdom. Like yes, it's nice to help people because I feel good about myself or better about myself. I feel I have some more purpose in life and sense of value in life and I have more sense of value of myself helping someone okay and um, I hope they appreciate and I hope they use it and I hope they like me and I hope they uh, want more but I know they may not and it's okay for me if they don't I may not keep talking if they don't want to listen I mean I won't <laughs> keep talking but I not gonna may not keep talking if they consistently refuse to use what I'm saying even they're asking me they keep asking and they keep refusing to use, like the yes, but perspective. Yes, 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 but, but, but. Uh, and so it's requesting uh, some degree of insincere or confused requesting. So there's a saying from uh, the Roshi in the old days, if he comes, don't refuse him. If he goes, don't pursue him. So yet, if he comes and requests some quality of uh, mind in the requesting is necessary, at least for me, to want to um, answer the call. Uh, if it's if there's manipulation or insincerity or uh, superficiality, or they just want entertainment, they say, "Hey, tell me what you do. You know, tell me what you can do. Uh huh. Tell me some more. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, okay. They're just killing time. So <laughs> you have to." you know, be willing to call spade spade. And so so we need to discern our own motives. We need to discern the motives of the other. And we also have to discern, if we wish to, 
be skillful in service or upaya, if we wish to really make a positive difference, um, acknowledge their process in real time too. And so without overwhelming or scaring them is the focus on uh, others' limits to continued listening or reception. Uh, and the limits to our speaking that are uh, appropriate given the um, observed limit uh, or resistance or hesitation or withdrawal of the other in real time to our continued uh, speaking uh, or helping or doing or whatever it may be. And so we can surely... Uh, keep an eye on our motivations or at least know where we're coming from and know our own reactions in real time like I'm getting frustrated talking to this person why? well, maybe they're not listening or maybe they're just using me or maybe I'm expecting something that's not possible here or maybe I have some kind of expectations and I don't know what they are or maybe um, I'm using them I'm talking to them to feel better about myself, but I really feel bad about something else in my life, or I really don't feel so good about myself in general. Right? All of this comes from self-understanding. And so, knowing our motivations, tracking our process in real time with them, uh, knowing the mind of the other, tracking their uh, reactions in real time, uh, which may include then, they seem overwhelmed or scared, they seem like um, they're not well, not because they're sharing their unwell uh, that, that they're asking help on, but because my helping is uh, leading them to react <laughs> in ways that, that uh, are associated with them feeling uh, this is not good for them, this is not helpful, and being willing to stop midway and stop talking and don't bother them uh, because we certainly don't want to overwhelm or scare anybody just like we wouldn't want them any to do that, that to us so Ross said the, the service is effective to the degree it is requested and so that is absolutely true uh, and is completely introductory or a first stage statement the service is being effective meaning any kind of helping uh, effective meaning uh, eff effecting a positive change or the removal of you know negative uh, experience negative meaning unpleasant or whatever the trouble is removing pain removing confusion removing doubt removing whatever is unhelpful or not useful for them that's uh, a note in the nature of effect effectiveness uh, only to the degree it's requested, well, what's, what's requesting? And so knowing, uh, taking uh, a measure of the nature and the extent of their requesting, that's what we're really talking about. Not just tracking their process in real time, but getting a sense of the measure, the true measure of their request. And that the, their nat the, the, what they're requesting is generally for many of us, less than we want to offer. We want to offer a lot. They're not actually requesting much. And it's important to be honest, if that's the case. It's important to pull back or not give them more than they're requesting. And so when they are overwhelmed and scared, it's almost always, or it's often at least, uh, the case that we've been offering more than is requested. And we've lost track of their process in real time. And we've got caught up in our own selfishness. The selfishness of, I want to keep talking. Or, I want to keep giving you this. Um, and that's what I'm here for. I'm here to give. Not, I'm here to help based on um, what you determine you'd like from me. <laughs> now, often they don't know what they want. And so, uh, they may, uh, another person may be listening intently. But at a certain point, uh, they hit a kind of, they get triggered, or uh, some kind of emotional reaction occurs in the moment. Certainly, it's easier when you're sitting with them than talking online. Uh, in that case, it's necessary or very helpful for us to observe what's going on in the moment and let them go through their process rather than keep overriding it with more talk. 
And so, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> the purpose of, of our helping people is helping them, <laughs> not helping ourselves. And even if we gain something or we feel good doing it, the purpose is for them to uh, make and experience genuine help. And it actually is a very subtle thing, you know? It seems easier to help others than help ourselves because the standards are lower, <laughs> it seems to me. <clears throat> Meaning, uh, I think I've helped people because I've talked and they've listened and they didn't scream at me and they said, thank you. So I think I helped them, so that's great, I can feel so good or whatever. But actually, how much really has been helped? <laughs> it's much less than we think, generally. And so, to really help oneself, um, the standard is uh, tangible uh, pain and confusion reduction. Uh, reduction of confusion or ignorance or, or unclarity, reduction of pain and angst, it's really uh, gone, or far, far less. That's tangible demonstration of help oneself. In the case of other, they keep their process to themselves. Even if they say, thank you so much, it helped a lot. We don't even know how much, actually. So, <clears throat> in general, uh, there's, no, there's no great helping of others without discernment. And that's why those that, that don't want to use mind or intellect or think carefully or clearly uh, don't have much discernment and can't help much. So I read some channel talking about now <clears throat> at the end times we have to keep our vibration high and uh, keep our mind in joy. Well, that's cute, but it's also impossible. Keep your mind in joy? Oh, really? Do you see any? Uh, do, you, do you know anybody? Do you see any teacher? You don't even know teachers, you say. You know, <clears throat> the people who are making disclosure, they're not spiritual teachers, <laughs> okay? And the people who are channels, those are spiritual teachers? Well, maybe, up to you, whatever you want. But it seems to me it's people who've been sitting in traditions, uh, sitting under teacher, under real teachers who've sat under teachers, who've sat under teachers for years and years and years, in an ashram, in a monastery, in a sangha, in a community, um, or by direct um, direct relationship with with teachers from very you know real formal traditions, uh, they can be called teachers. But even then, you know, they may or not have any kind of awakening. But um, <clears throat> in general, uh, we may believe that we have more to give than we do. <laughs> we may believe that we've helped them more than we have, but in the end, all help, you know, is self-help, and so uh, service effective to the degree it's requested, that is a very subtle matter, the determination of their request, and even their request is not their application. So, uh, service is effective to the degree it is well applied <laughs> by the person uh, later on. Uh, and we're completely, that's not our control matter, it's not under our control at all. So it's not only their request, but it's their application or integration of what they've heard or what they have learned. And so that's very much out of our control. But it's certainly critical <clears throat> to um, um, uh, to acknowledge if we're either in some kind of pomposity, vanity, pride, arrogance, <laughs> superiority thing, if we're falling there, or we're falling into some kind of low self-value. Both are unhelpful. And um, in the end, we can help others only to the extent that we've helped ourselves. And we can help ourselves only to the degree that we have developed love and wisdom, meaning a basic harmlessness or kindness to self, and a basic self-understanding or discernment, knowing our black and our white, our positive and our negative, our distortions and our development, knowing the self well by discernment. Uh, that then is the right foundation. That is a solid foundation for being of help to others. And so, uh, help yourself with discernment <laughs> don't get caught in dogmatism don't get caught in self-blame don't get caught in some kind of strange arrogance 
don't get caught or when you get caught realize we're caught in fact it's probably not even best to say don't get caught but when you know when we realize we're caught or stuck in an emotional charge with a distorted set of beliefs about self or other uh, in some kind of pride or self-punishment when we realize we're caught <laughs> um, bring love and wisdom and um, move towards healing and, and forgiveness that's the way to help others with discernment <laughs> four uh, getting close to the end here what are your recommendations and take on the situation if we are to be chipped to access even the most very base the very most basic day-to-day life necessities such as food water medicine etc obviously it's very individual and there are some people who will say uh, I'd rather die then you chip me and there's uh, some nobility to that what about uh, you take the chip or I kill your child well probably then it's better to uh, take the chip and not have your child killed on the other hand there's the book 2150 Uh, and one of the teachings there is uh, which is a very 4D positive book 2150 uh, a measure, the measure of a mind's evolution is its ability to accept the unacceptable. And the final achievement of John, I believe the name, uh, the character at the end of the book, was um, not signing on to evil uh, to join um, a negatively oriented organization uh, and let his beloved get stoned to death. And that was seen in that book as um, a a success or lesson learned rather than him signing on to evil to prevent prevent her from being stoned to death. Some people will say, oh, how terrible you let her die because you, your selfish man, didn't want to sign on to evil and be a judge in the desert condemning people to uh, misery or whatever that was got to figure that out yourself uh, in that book from that perspective that was seen as his accepting of the unacceptability of his beloved being stoned to death uh, because he considered it uh, <clears throat> a greater ill to sign on to do the work of evil now that may or may not be relevant to getting chipped and uh, the idea that uh, maybe you'll be put into a double bind where you if you don't take the chip your beloved is killed <clears throat> or something like that uh, if you think it's a good thing go right ahead <laughs> uh, it's it's a very personal matter so I mean I can only I can't give a recommendation other than discernment and uh, what what is um, appropriate for a soul moving from third to fourth density is not necessarily appropriate for a late sixth density wanderer, because their understanding of of right action is different, and so it's important for each person to obviously use maximal wisdom um, based on whatever degree of metaphysical understanding you have uh, <clears throat> to determine right action for yourself. Um, there are Jains, you know, Jainism, who take vows of harmlessness, <clears throat> and from that day forward, they start to starve to death because they don't want to kill even, uh, you know, plants uh, or fruit that have fallen from the ground because of the bacteria in them or whatever. Uh, that's their view of, of ahimsa. And although Gautama may criticize that, uh, we don't know, I don't know, if for that soul, that extreme application, interpretation of Ahimsa was not helpful uh, on their soul path. And so, <clears throat> personally, I would not want to <laughs> be chipped for that. <clears throat> uh, I might prefer to be killed or starved to death. Uh, but people with families where others' are, lives are at stake and their welfare um, may depend on us doing something we don't want to do. Uh, you may determine that you got to do the best way for you is to do what you don't want to do to take care of the others, to 
be well for them. In 2150, that was not uh, the view taken of the advancement in many ways from fourth to fifth density. Um, and so to uh, fight to protect the beloved uh, or sacrifice one life to protect the beloved uh, may get one from third density to 4D positive, but it may not get one from fourth density to fifth or six to seven or five to six. And so uh, right action um, is known variantly at different levels of soul evolution or evolution of mind and awareness and being. So I don't really have some specific recommendation. Uh, I really don't think that they're going to get to that situation. I think where everybody has to be chipped to have uh, access to day-to-day life necessities. I don't think that the New World Order plan will get to that point. The only way it could is after some kind of massive planetary uh, ELE, extinction level event, which could be men, one of many or many together, uh, because they, they, um, there are too many people and not enough staff to chip everybody or to have that. If, um, I mean, it's just my view, um, if there's a global uh, economic collapse, which is also fraudulent because <laughs> people can still... F- it's just the fraudulent money system that was engineered to, to collapse as the means of bringing in New World Order and consolidating more power. Um, the, the fraudulent economic financial system designed so that it would implode and collapse and crash and leave everybody in dire straits so that then they could bring out something else like uh, digital currency and chipping and all that. Um, it's hard to imagine how that could happen with the, cert- with the current population number uh, we have on Earth today. I guess it's possible, but it's hard to imagine that happening with all the, with the seven, seven and a half billion people. So I don't have a real specific recommendation because it's very personal. And there will be people who will say, let my beloved die like John did in 2150. Uh, I'm not going to sign on to evil or what? Lose my soul? Um, Like the Christians in the early days. Uh, Rather than renounce, they'll be fed to the lion. Uh, That may be an excellent decision metaphysically for any soul on their path, or not. And I can't say what is and what isn't, because it's very, very personal. On the other hand, um... Some people will feel it's better to um, uh, let themselves take a chip to protect the beloved. Uh, and some will say, no, don't. I don't know. So, But I just don't think it's going to get to that. Uh, <clears throat> but it might. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, and finally, um, we just, just um, this number five. Do you see any chance of implementing AI, artificial intelligence, or Internet of Things correctly, quote, correctly, or wisely, really means benevolently, so that instead of destroying humanity, they're actually beneficial and helpful, or is that not possible? And, um, I mean, anything is possible. It's possible to use a hammer to build a, a house, and it's used to hammer to, to harm your finger, or harm somebody else's finger. So, it's surely possible... Um, technology is is um, as beneficial as the morality of its user or creator and user. I mean, you see, there it it uh, this AI, whatever the hell. I mean, what what AI? I don't know what the hell AI really is, because um, what what is the? There's transhumanism, right? So we can send terabytes of data to each other by our mind our brain machine hybrid interface well that's cool you have terabytes of important data to send to somebody are you so wise (laughs) are you so deep or you're just going to send more more data of how to make more technology so that you can send more data so you can make more technology for what (laughs) 
because we have nothing better to do, most likely. And so, um, or or what? AI for the purpose of um, super soldiers fighting who? Fighting negative ET? You don't have to fight negative ET. <laughs> you have to center in love and wisdom, and then the benevolent forces will help. But they don't need our help for military victory. <laughs> you, they need you to help yourself. So I don't even know what AI or IoT, Internet of Things, is other than a control system, other than uh, some kind of Skynet uh, total grid surveillance centralized uh, controlling mechanism over all the physical environment of humanity. Um, if they use their great supercomputers to find uh, solutions to disease and poverty and starvation and all of that, um, that's wonderful, but that's not their mind. And so, um, while high, high technology could certainly, I mean, just like the technology we have that you know, like a dishwasher. Dishwasher is pretty high technology to me, uh, or really more a clothes washer. Uh, you can clean your clothes in a little box, in a metal box. That's cool. Um, it's easier than going to the river with the paddle, or the board, or the rock. Okay. But humanity is, the technology has gone so far beyond the beneficial um, in general, it seems to me. And I'm not into technology. I just don't, I, you know. The, the notion that technology will save us is fundamentally mistaken and shallow and wrong. Um, humans can save humanity, you know, morality and love. <laughs> honesty, love and honesty will save humanity, not technology. So uh, I don't think that AI will either destroy humanity or bring any kind of great benefit to humanity. My sense is that this 3D cycle will end before all that stuff gets fully implemented. It's being implemented now, yeah. And um, they'll keep rolling it out and keep installing it and setting it up. And they'll keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it until dimensional shift happens and the whole thing's wiped away, seems to me. Um, or this civilization will go on forever, like the gold suppression will go on forever. It'll never end. The, uh, the uh, militarism will never end, it'll never end, never end. But, you know, things like that, they seem like they'll never end until they end. And then they end, like the Roman Empire, or um, um, some kind of Dark Knight of the Soul. It really does seem like it'll never end when you're in it. Um, these uh, 3D nightmares, or 3D harsh catalyst times, it, it, or, or all sorts of things. They really do. Many, many things. They seem like they'll never end uh, when you're in them, and then they end. Just like a nightmare. They, it seems like this is it forever. Uh, many illnesses or injuries are like that. Uh, the, the symptoms from an, in, from an injury or heavy in, il, illness, um, they don't all last forever. And the ones that end generally felt like they'd never end when they were heavy in the middle. And so uh, it seems like this New World Order push for AI and Internet of Things and chipping and uh, Brave New World, transhumanism and uh, the control grid and all that, it seems like it'll never end. Um, but we don't know where we are in the tribulation. <laughs> are we uh, in the first portion going down to the bottom? Or are we in the second portion already having hit bottom? It seems like humanity hasn't hit bottom, but um, I just don't think that this... Uh, nothing lasts forever in this dimension. <laughs> Although nightmares always seem like they'll never end. And while many of these technologies could surely be used to help humanity, um, those that are in control of the funding and distribution and utilization of the technologies are all committed <laughs> service to self folks. Now it may turn against them, right? Skynet destroys Skynet. Who knows? It may. But um, all of these things, I think, and I'm going to make some final comments here and then close this, exp this uh, commentary time. Uh, 
In the nightmare, it seems the nightmare will never end. In the nightmare, many frights and threats are, are, are um, perceived. Many, um, many forebodings of endless suffering uh, arise. But actually, the negative's greatest tool is fear. Um, they can, the, you know, fear is is the way they control you by you controlling yourself. Uh, humans are self-controlled when we get stuck in fear. And uh, all things must pass, as George said, George Harrison. All things must pass. Of course, others have said it. And um, this too shall pass. And um, their dreams, you see, there are not that many people who, who really long for the worst that we dread. The, the worst that we dread is this kind of uh, Orwellian, Huxleyan, uh, brave new world. Um, equilibrium, Elysium, <laughs> brave new world, Oblivion. Um, and 1984 and all of that is surely developing all around us now uh, I don't think it's going to come to full flower before um, this cycle ends with a bang or a whimper in fire or ice I really don't think that they're going to have their new world order uh, daydream fulfilled here uh, because um, I don't think God will wants planet Earth to go the way of Maldek or Mars or Atlantis. I just think that uh, they don't realize, but they're fighting a rearguard action because metaphysically their time has passed. Um, and the physical is the last to change. Um, before you see the sun at the sunrise, the air has changed. The the little insects they know the the grass knows the trees know that the sun is coming but the human visual perception doesn't see it yet and so long before the sun arrives and appears uh, at the horizon um, the entire field has changed and the physical manifest is the last to appear and so their spirit, mind, body, or causal and um, the realm of appearance and manifestation. And so um, their greatest achievement at this time actually is to keep people, good, good people who could develop love wisdom stuck in fear and panic and, and hopelessness and terror or dread. To keep people stuck in panic or dread, or doom, doom and gloom. That's their great achievement now. <laughs> and it's absolutely not um, inevitable that we, we stay stuck in this doom, dread mind. So um, I'm, I acknowledge all these kinds of, all, all of these tendencies that, that you know, the chip and uh, AI and IoT and NWO and um, bullshit false disclosure upcoming. Uh, I acknowledge all that, um, but they don't really know their time has passed <laughs> because the sun is approaching the horizon um, and they don't know, but you may know. And, um, you know, a time of love is coming to this planet and things are changing. Um, but the negatives are the last to know, and the metaphysical manifestation is the last uh, indication. Um, if, for those with eyes to see, the indications are already here. Uh, and so, this, the dawn is coming soon. <laughs> the dawn of green ray, of love, wisdom, especially wisdom too, yeah. And um, the kingdom of heaven on earth. Uh, and this is the end time um, chaos, conflict, distortion, 
of of a whole lot of um, human sickness coming out um, in a in a planetary collective uh, healing crisis catharsis. This is a planetary racial healing crisis time, and a catharsis of um, toxin long held in the uh, body of the collective mind. And so uh, I don't really have dread uh, because I I can see the sun coming um, still yet below the horizon. So, with that said, uh, I hope it was helpful. Please take good care of yourselves. See you next time, and good night.